Welcome back to episode nine of the Side Dish Podcast, where we dish it out with Boston's brightest culinary minds. It's your host, Brittany, here from Boston Food Journal with my sister, Caitlin. Hey, everyone. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) We have a very fun episode for you today. I always repeat this, but per usual, Kate's going to do her wine tip. We're going to talk BFJ. And then we have a very exciting guest, Dina Jalal from FOMU and Sweet Treat Creamery. This one's really fun because Caitlin and I, as you guys know, because we've talked about it a little bit, we lived together in the South End for four years, right down the road from FOMU. So we went there a lot together. So it's very exciting that we um, can actually talk to Dina, the face behind the brand, and kind of learn where her inspirations came from, how she survived the pandemic, and how she started her company FOMU and her newest venture, Sweet Treat Creamery. Yeah, and in case people don't know the private, like you know, the background behind FOMU and Sweet Treat Creamery, Dina's really focused on like organic vegan ingredients and ice cream that people, clean ice cream that people can can eat. So her FOMU ice cream is made with coconut milk. So it's um it's really delicious and light and creamy and you still get that big ice cream vibe, but it's it's healthier and a little bit cleaner for you. And if you have a milk allergy or anything, it's kind of perfect for you as well. So yeah, and I just in case say, you haven't been, you should check it out. She has a bunch of locations all over Boston. And I gotta say, it tastes good. Like I, you know, I don't really you know, if it's plant-based, great, but it's like, that's not like, you know, I like sugar and I like ice cream that tastes like ice cream. This stuff is so, so good. And you feel good after it. You don't feel fat or like full or, you know, thick, heavy stomach with milk. It's like, you yeah. feel nice and it tastes very, very good. So you're not cutting any corners. So that's the great part about it. So check it out. We will get into our chat with Dina. Um, Kate and I ourselves are recovering from kind of a cray cray weekend we had finally had caitlin's bridal shower you guys know kate's a covid bride finally is getting married this september and we had her bridal shower this sunday so we're all kind of recovering from that um but it was a blast the weather was amaze balls yeah it was awesome wine i had a great time and it's funny it was like a brunch activity but i definitely had some champagne yeah um a little bit so that's what i i kept telling our like 80 year old family members, how glamorous they are. Yeah. <laughs> but like they are glamorous. And I know, I mean, no, every bit of what I it say, was they such are a nice time. They mom are made it look like a magazine here yeah, in our backyard. Our mom, and well, mom is and like interior designer, you know, amazing. Shout She's out to um, the kitchen chicks who is yes. a catering company in Kenny bunk port, I believe. So if you ever yep. have an event up here and you're looking for a great caterer, definitely check out the kitchen chicks. They were great. Yeah super professional. The food was great. We did lobster rolls, sandwiches, oysters, past hors d'oeuvres. It was amazing. So Kate, that's a good idea. We'll plug Kitchen Chicks because they were great. And I know a lot of my followers are in Maine. So if you need them for an event, make sure you reach out because they were awesome. Yeah. And then I'm staying in Maine all week, which is kind of nice. So I'm recording from um, our parents' house. So there's always lots of activity in the background. So I just escaped to the porch I know <laughs> I'm kind of jealous like, to try to I, escape it's beautiful out actually I did not like, want to it's wow. not really yeah I guess it is nice here I didn't want to leave Maine so I came back um yesterday but I was like oh just Maine in the summer there's nothing quite like it really no it's the best it truly is the best it is and it's such um, good, good vibes yes and I'm pumped because this weekend is one of my friend's bachelorette 
parties up in Agunquit. So if anyone's looking for a fun weekend and some pride activities, check out Agunquit. There's going to be fun events going on all the time, and I will be there at the Dueling Drag Divas show. Highly recommend. Oh, my God. I'm, I That show is so good. It's at Main Street, right? Yeah, Main Street in Agunquit. Yeah, it's a really fun bar. Oh my God. Right so diagonal fun. from the front porch, which is another really Even fun bar. Even more fun bar. Yeah. So you can't go wrong in that area. And it's a good day trip. So if you're looking for a night out, travel on up here. Yeah, it's like fun. an hour and a half from the city. So, and it's super quaint, beautiful beach town, great restaurants, great pride activities. I'm jealous. Maybe I'll come, I'll come uh, drop in, Kate. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you should. You live, basically live here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we, All grew, right, well, we grew any, up here. Anywho, anywho, cattle, uh, what are we sipping on this week? This week, I'm going to feature a wine that I crushed with a friend of mine a couple week, weekends ago. Our, our fiancés were at a bachelor party together, so we hung out and had our own party. So it's a South African wine called Granger Bay. It's a Sauvignon Blanc. And we drank two bottles of it throughout the weekend. It was just really refreshing and it was delicious when it was ice cold. It's 14 bucks. It's really not breaking the bank. And I'm pretty sure you can find it anywhere. I I'm, think nice. James and I might've gotten this as part of a wine club we're part of um, via the Wall Street Journal. I think they sent us a couple bottles of this in our latest package. So that's how we found out about it. So, but it, it should be pretty widely distributed. So you should be able to find it. It's really dry and on the acidic side, which I personally prefer to kind of sweet and, you know, like more Chardonnay. I'm not the biggest Chardonnay fan. So this is like complete opposite of that. It's very dry, very acidic, um, very light, drinkable and citrusy, big time citrus flavors, lemon, lime, grapefruit, Someone else online said guava, which I didn't quite get, but maybe hmm. um, just a lot of citrus fruit forward, um, really refreshing and kind of perfect for summer. We Yum. ate it. We I like that. ate it. We ate it. We drank it with Thai food uh, on the weekend. And it was so good with Thai food. It's a good appetizer wine, uh, fish wine, or just you're not even eating wine. Like just have a glass <laughs> after work or something. Like it doesn't. Wine? doesn't require food really so it's an everyday wine i would say well that is that sounds delicious i'm surprised yes. that you would pair it with thai food though well that's just what we were ordering for dinner so i was like well have this <laughs> this wine let's give it a try and then it was actually but like it made sense delicious. being fruity and stuff to have it with the thai food um yeah oh totally mm, it, it like cut through the flavors there it all complemented it quite well yummy so. Yeah. Well, thanks, Kate. That sounds delicious. And I know a lot of our listeners actually do seek out these wines. So you're, do you're doing a great job. That's awesome. Um, some of Good. our listeners in Maine can't find them there. So if you guys are looking for um, a way to find some of the wines and you can't find them locally, let us know. And we can do some research for you and try to connect you with like an online vendor or something close in your area. But yeah, people are very... Uh, intrigued so great job cattle thank you thank you all right well now let's jump into our conversation with dina jalal co-founder and head of product for the fairly new sweet tree sweet tree creamery and founder at fomo dina thank you so much for joining us my pleasure 
Um, so you are actually our first dessert oriented guest, which is strange because we are big dessert people in our family, <laughs> big ice cream people, for especially, sure, so. especially big ice cream people. <laughs> yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got into the ice cream business, where the idea came for FOMU and your latest endeavor, Sweet Tree Creamery? Yeah. So similarly, like huge, huge ice cream fan always was, <laughs> always have been, it's my own food group in my life. <laughs> Yes. Um, and, um, and it was just something I was in love with. And, and, um, as I kind of got older, um, I realized I was like, you know, these ice cream, ice cream is a thing in Boston. If you guys haven't noticed right in new England as well, it's like a 365 day a year, you know, there's no seasonality. Well, there is seasonality, but people love it all the time. Hey, I have it in the winter. So I don't, I'm, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like a solid dessert option. Mm -hmm. And um, there are a lot of ice cream places in Boston for that reason. Um, more, I think, per capita than almost anywhere, surprisingly. Given really? People. Yeah. Oh, and, wow. Um, and so, I mean, I don't know, like, how gutsy I was to be like, yeah, we just need another. But I, I really <laughs> thought we needed another and something a little different. And um, as I got older, and particularly as I found out I was uh, pregnant, um, I noticed that the ice cream that I was eating, which seems so you're like ice cream, so straightforward, so simple. Um, I looked at the ingredients and I was kind of really put off by that. Um, yeah. I eat a pretty clean diet. I try mm -hmm. to feed my kids like real foods. And, um, and th that was something where I was like, wow, why isn't this? And repeatedly everywhere I would go, I would just see these like not great ingredients. Mm -hmm. so, why? Like, why is this? So there are a lot of reasons why actually. And a lot of it has to do with like food code and pasteurization. And then mm -hmm. a lot of it's just honestly expense, right? right. I mean, people are so used to being able to get a dollar cone at McDonald's that yeah. have to pay $6 a scoop at FOMO. They're like, wow, sticker shock. Um, right. But the reason is, you know, that we don't use any of those things. Mm -hmm. um, and so honestly, the, the idea idea came from, well, maybe there can be a place for this ice cream that truly has real ingredients. That's truly made from scratch. You can eat it and like, not feel like you're on a diet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Feel, feel great about eating it. Cause you know, you're not eating chemicals and you know, you're eating strawberries and your strawberry ice cream. So that's really where it came from. And honestly, it was fate because as we were imagining this, because I don't have a food background, I definitely don't have an ice cream background. Um, there was a man who is kind of like a, a kind of a, a Boston like legend when it came to ice cream. He had been making ice cream for decades and he was selling his commissary. A commissary is like a commercial kitchen. Okay. And that was going to be um, the, basically like that is and will be our, our home for FOMO. That's where we did all of our like ice cream making and do all of our distribution. And he kind of stayed on as a mentor. He taught us a lot about the science of ice cream, um, how it's made, what makes a great ice cream. Um, and the machines that he, that we acquired when we kind of took over were um, these kind of like vintage small batch Ooh. ice cream machines. Cool. And they make ice cream with like a very little bit of air. So it makes a really like rich oh. ice cream. Interesting. Yeah. So we started playing around with like really simple, natural plant-based bases. And mm -hmm. we loved coconut milk because it's a singular ingredient, right? It can't get more pure than that. It You can add whatever great ingredients you want on top of that, but you're starting with something really pure. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, just because of cost and, you know, laws and things like that, most ice cream makers don't, can't do that. They buy a mix that has, um, you know, your milk and your 
powders and dehydrated just, stuff in it basically right this, high fructose yeah. syrup like a whole bunch of like probably 12 things before you even get to what the ingredient is like strawberry you know wow. yeah. Um, and so for us, that's not it. We could truly mm-hmm. build something clean and from scratch and use real tasty ingredients and we can adjust the level of sugar. So a lot of those mixes already have sugar in it. So if you want to put like a caramel in it, your ice cream, I'm sure you guys have had it before your ice cream gets like cloying mm-hmm. it's so sweet because mm-hmm. they can't really account for that. Whereas we, mm-hmm. could, we could build for that. Um, so we kind of just started testing around and before we even had a storefront, we sold to some restaurants. We were like, do you guys have a need for like, a coconut milk ice cream and they were like why yes we do and so that was kind of how it started and then um our very first shop was in alston we mm-hmm. found this like tiny inexpensive place that was kind of already built out and was low risk low cost we we're like let's see if this works and like i mean it just did and fomu kind of organically grew from there and we got to a point with FOMU, we opened, you know, four stores and we've had pop-ups and, um, you know, the local foragers at Whole Foods were great. And we're like, you know, come on in, like, let's sell your product. And um, we had a lot of like, just like organic growth. We really didn't push it. It was something that obviously wasn't there. Um, and th- this is like a decade ago. So this is right. before like all of the- Right, you really got in there. For, yeah. At the yeah. right time, yeah. Yeah. Um, but what we realized was, um, you know, FOMU is really handmade. I mean, everything that you get in a FOMU scoop is like complex. I'm sure, you know, you've mm-hmm. heard this before, right? It's like yeah. berries and crumbles and this like low air ice cream and everything is flavored with like organic this. And so it's it's really time consuming and it's it's expensive for that mm-hmm. reason, right? right? It is a premium right. product. And, um, and, and some people, you know, that may be prohibitive. And where we were mm-hmm. finding that it was most prohibitive was when- we did want to sell to restaurants, but the restaurants didn't have the budget to have like a really expensive ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, and our ice cream is just expensive. Right. And um, yeah. so we were like, well, we can't, we can't meet the needs of these restaurant customers. And we can't meet the needs of like, kind of your like general middle of the road public that wants a plant-based ice cream that wants to have natural ingredients. I mean, everyone deserves to eat something and not have chemicals in it. In Absolutely. My yeah. Yes. hundred percent. So, so we were like, how can we do this? Um, so we partnered with a local, um, like ice cream company that makes, that makes ice cream and distributes ice cream. And they just have larger machines and are able to Mm -hmm. do it on a larger scale. And so the idea behind Sweet Tree is that now we can kind of provide like a really thoughtful product to people, customers, soon at the grocery stores and at scoop shops and restaurants around New England. Okay. That is at a, a price point that's a little more accommodating um, and maybe doesn't have like, you know, a, a kiss of like this zest in it and is not like, right. like super handmade, but still has all of those like really important benefits that FOMO had. And so that's what Sweet Tree is. And we've been making it for a little over a year and like the demand for it has grown crazy and the pandemic put a little like mm, in yeah. Some things, but for the most part, it's been so promising and so great to see it grow and to actually be able to do this. That's, That's awesome. I know we, I always knew what FOMU was. Obviously, Brittany and I lived in the South End together for four years and there was one right on the corner. And the <laughs> first, the first ice cream I got there was the strawberry because yep. it was a, like a classic. And the, the person working was like, you need to try the strawberry. That's like what you need to do. Cause the coconut milk base with like the strawberry flavoring was, is like, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it was so good together. So 
but no, I mean, just hearing you describe about the evolution of the brand to, to Sweet Tree Creamery. I mean, what was it like? Did, how'd you get the call to be like, hey, do you want to sell your ice cream in Whole Foods? Like, how was that evolution? And how, I mean, did you approach them? I mean, how was the brand? I mean, you've touched on how the brand evolved, but how was yeah. that experience? Yeah. Um, again, everything was very organic because I actually, I know I mentioned I have kids, but I, we grew this business as we like grew our family. Oh, I have three little boys mm-hmm. and like with every store we had like a child. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. A lot of like, Hey kids, like come to the store, come help us move all this stuff into this place. It'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a joke. They're like, Oh yeah. You work at FOMO. Like, um, you eat ice cream all day. Like that's what they think we do right but part of the job that's part of the reason this all exists too right is to like be have my my family be part of this Mm -hmm. and do something tangible that I can show them you know every day Mm -hmm. mommy's going to her like job that you will never understand and then we'll come back 10 hours later like right that 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 isn't the way our day works and it does include them a lot and it's crazy but it's the way I kind of prefer it like as a woman as a mom yeah yeah definitely we love that yeah yeah so with Whole Foods um again like fortuitous they have like a very strong local program as I'm sure you guys yeah notice you go in and they like really highlight their local um products and just be told we didn't really want to be in Whole Foods. Really? Yeah, because um, again, our ice cream is really handmade. It's really expensive to make. Our mm-hmm. packaging is really expensive because we really thoughtfully sourced what container it was going to go into to make sure it was like recyclable and right. And so everything about it is just more expensive. And so in order to be in Whole Foods, we not only were going to make a lot less money, like almost unsustainably on those pints, but then they mark it up quite a bit to be oh, able to so it would have been a lot more yeah yes so 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 it's actually like much more work on our part to fill because we have again we have old vintage small batch machines right these like high tech like filler things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Literally being like hand filled wow adopted by human beings that work in our community. wow yeah so, um, so it's quite like the process. I mean, I love that we have the reach that we do because of mm-hmm. it and people have the awareness of FOMU that might not have it. Um, and, and still thankful for that relationship, but, um, but we like have kind of prevented growth because mm. it would be too much if we went beyond just, gotcha. yeah, we you don't want to lose the spark of FOMU. You gotta right. keep Yes, that's right. That's exactly. right. It, it does have <laughs> such a spark, you know, yeah. it's, it does yeah. have such a special feeling. And I also, I wanted to mention, I, I feel like I recall seeing a little area for kids to play yeah, in, the South in, End. in the South End. Yeah. And I always remember noticing that. And I love that. Was that inspired from your boys, of course? Oh, yeah. 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 And the South End has a ton of families and kids. And, yes, um, it does. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I think that's why it's special that we get to do Sweet Tree. I didn't want to take away from FOMU. FOMU is right. it, it right. has its like own little need and niche, mm-hmm. but there is a huge need for Sweet Tree and yeah. maybe, maybe even a bigger one, right? Yep. Because it can be distributed to more people throughout the country with different uses. And right. just again, at a price point, it's more accommodating, but still has mm. great things, right? Everybody yeah. deserves to have a clean ice cream. 100%. Definitely. That doesn't, that tastes just as good as it tastes great. Yeah. sugary. It's, it's delicious. Yeah. We're yeah. big fans. Like I said, now, yeah. Dina, you touched on this, but, um, what was your experience during the pandemic, you know, 
how did that change your process and your expansion of Sweet Tree and, and, and FOMO? You know, how did you navigate that? Yeah. I mean, the pandemic was challenging. I mean, it was mm-hmm. downright like terrifying in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Did you think you were going to get sick, but you thought your business was literally going to shut down? Right. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of components of ours did. Um, we stopped shipping. We used to ship ice cream across the country. We stopped doing that because I don't know if you guys experienced this, but like even your Amazon orders were like, we don't yeah. know if this is going to get to yeah. Prime was not a thing anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> still, still isn't really. Yeah. Still shipping from anyone is yeah. kind of like, and you can't do that with ice cream. I mean, it'll just right. melt, right? right. So, yeah, true, true. Yeah. So we kind of had to put like the kibosh on that for a little bit. Um, and honestly, we were able to stay reasonably stable because because um, I think small businesses while they were hit the hardest, are also able to be the most resilient. Resilient. The owners are right in there working, mm-hmm. right? So, so true. So true. We, we could multitask. We could like tweak down, tweak up. I mean, all of our yep. like core, core, core staff stayed with us either, you know, stayed the whole time or, you know, stayed left and then came back. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were super grateful for all of the people that helped make that happen because it was just a scary time. I mean, a lot of people were like, peace out. I can't stay. This is terrifying. Like, right. I don't want to yeah. do that. And it kind of organically balanced itself out because like the stores were super slow. Mm-hmm. The whole company was just super slow. It was a year of just like unknown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we were able to adapt and, you know, like I think we're coming out of it still not at hundred percent, but honestly with, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel, I think it's been, it's, it's been and is still continuing to be a problem with Sweet Tree just because um, like larger logistics are, are mm. getting right. like ingredients at that scale. I mean, you'll place an order for sugar and get half of the amount you ordered. Right? Oh, yeah, supply that's, chain yeah, stuff. That's so challenging. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, and, and still like the labor pool is still small, right? People mm-hmm. aren't completely out and working yet. So right. even though we have a need for X number of people a day, a day to make it, we have like half of that. Wow. So, so it's been a challenge. Um, we've been able to keep product going the whole time, which is great. Um, and be able to like still have our core customers get product. Um, but I think it'll honestly still, still be a problem for the rest of the year. I mean, yeah, I know. To bounce I think back. So too. The good news is people always find comfort in ice cream. In ice cream. So, you know, no matter what, no matter at what. least I do. So <laughs> that's always good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the good, thing, the good thing to me is like, if people still want it, but we just can't get it to them Exactly. That's yeah, a better demand problem. is still there. Than the opposite, right? Yeah, exactly. I also love what you said about, um, and no one said that to us, Caitlin, though as elegantly as you did, you know, small businesses do have the ability to pivot because you are so involved. If you need to be an ice cream maker, a cashier, a server, you know what I mean? Like that's, you know, and you saw you that resilience. All. Yeah, and you saw that resiliency with a lot of small business and you saw them pivoting and really like, innovating. And I think that's just an interesting point that you brought up that it is because you are so heavily involved in the day to day and not just like managing from, you know, the side. And I think that that speaks to the rigor of small business owners and, you know, the passion. And I, I just love that you said that. I think that's a great Call yeah. Out. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yes. And speaking of being involved, how's that for a segue? Um, how do you <laughs> how do you come up with your flavors for um, both Sweet Tree and FOMU? Are, and are your kids the official taste testers? Do they? Oh my god! Always yeah. give the samples. <laughs> Although, believe it or not, being kids, their favorites are still like grasshopper pie and like chocolate cookies. Yeah, the blue, the blue ones. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. colorful. 
Yep. Um, I think originally our flavors came from like, I, again, this is 10 years ago and I think things have changed since then, but I always thought that there was a little bit of a lack of creativity in ice cream. Like mm-hmm. ice cream is like a very, like, it's like a, le- like a legacy dessert, right? It's like mm-hmm. very traditional in some senses. So you'd get all these like traditional flavors, um, but you wouldn't necessarily get these like flavor forward ones, particularly, I mean, for two reasons, it's a tra- traditional dessert, but also it costs a lot of money to keep right. changing the flavors and to like have to make all those different ingredients. And add stuff. Yeah. Like buy the candy or whatever it is to add to it. Yeah. Uh, because our product is plant-based and all natural, believe it or not, even today, in order to get like, a, a basic cookie or cake you you just can't find it you can't find something wow. that's and natural which is why we make so 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 in-house in-house yeah. yeah um because we go to look for it and we're like well that doesn't exist so we might as well just make it and it tastes better anyways yep. mm-hmm. so that's why it's really 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 handmade um so like flavors honestly like I mean some of our earliest flavors were inspired by things I just like to eat like we had, um, like, I, we love Thai curry, right? And so mm. this, like, it was like a Thai curry that had like raisins and shredded coconut Ooh. and a little bit of peanut butter in it. Hey, it was, you would like, love um, that. Yeah, so that's very good. It was right very Caitlin, yeah. Um, and like, we had like rose water and we had like all these like lemongrass and we had all these like really cool flavors that were inspired by foods we like to eat. Um, and then as time went on, it was like, well, what are desserts that we like that we can like deconstruct and throw in a scoop? So then it was like a blueberry pie a la mode. That's where blueberry mm. shortbread came from. Um, like raspberry crumble is kind of like a similar, like, you know, like a berry crumble. Mm. Um, like uh, Just basically desserts that people like, key lime pie, like desserts that people like that we could kind of deconstruct and turn into an ice cream scoop. So it's really, really like a dessert all in one. Love. Like a very complex yeah. dessert. Yeah. And so that continues to like feed, you know, our thought process. But like, the end of the day, guys, people love the like old school flavors, you know? Like, yeah. That's kind of really me. Do. I'm kind of like. Brittany orders I, like vanilla. No, I do. But <laughs> I seem to remember. Did you ever have one with Oreo in it or like um something similar? Oh, we have a cookies and cream. Yeah, right? that was the one I always got. Yeah. Chunks of yes. Yeah. That was the one I always got. I love it so much. See, I'm more of like the traditional flavor type girl. So it's good that you have both of those, you know, categories. We have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, now I'm like, it's like 9.20 a.m. And I'm like, so I know, it's gonna be a nice day, can though, I get so some ice cream? Day for yeah. ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, do you know, we ask all of our guests this uh, just because we like we like to know where do you like to eat out in Boston? Do you have a favorite restaurant, favorite dessert spot? Tell us like where you're, you know, where you like to frequent, what your boys like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, three kids. So we're not fine dining a whole ton, but <laughs> um, but my husband and I love like Sofra and Oleana. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Amazing. I'm, I'm Middle Eastern. So I like love those like influences and everything's just done really tastefully. And, yeah. Um, and in Sarma also. Yeah. Sarma yep. is amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so if we had like a nice night out, that would probably be it. We're always trying to hit up new things. Right. Mm-hmm. And particularly in the neighborhoods that we're in. So if a new place opens up in the South end, we always try to like go there to support it. Yeah. Um, for me, like food is so much about community and it's so much about supporting people who are trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And so like, if I have the chance and it's not just like a crazy hectic day where I need to pick up something quick, it's pretty much like, who can I who's new who can I help support yeah thing um because it's really easy to like order food and out of a a 
freezer bag and throw it in a fryer. Right. Yeah. Food. Right. Um, and those are people who like, to me, aren't really moving the needle when it comes to food. So yeah, I mean, anyone who is like really doing their best to like stick with a real food, the real food movement to me is like doing, I love that. We, we feel the same way. Food means community, family, love, you know, passion. So I, we, we love that. And those are great choices. Great, great options. (laughs) Good taste. Any other, any dessert spots that you frequent aside from your own? We, we're around a lot of sugar. So generally, yeah. yeah, You stay away from it when you leave. (laughs) Yeah. Generally. Yeah. Generally dessert is FOMO. Um, but I think I also think particularly during the pandemic, we did a ton of baking at home. Mm -hmm. And now to me, dessert is an opportunity to have like a moment or an event at home. Yeah. A lot of at home baking and the, you know, I just asked the boys like, what do you feel like making? And they, they love it. I mean, it's, do they? science it's yep. food it's sugar I mean it's delicious it's everything yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've, we've been doing a lot of at-home baking and that's, that's awesome yeah that, that's kind of dessert for us too amazing that's great well awesome while we before we wrap up I guess what's next for FOMO what's next for Sweet Tree Creamery yeah. where can people find all your products Give yeah yeah. No pun intended. Give us the scoop. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's a great pun. I love it was puns. good. I didn't even do it on purpose. That's funny. Yeah, gotta use uh, it. Uh, gotta use it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with, with FOMO, I mean, w- like we're just like hoping that the stores and everything kind of comes back up to where it used to be. And in the meantime, I mean, there's so many open storefronts that um, like make us so very sad. So we're kind of, mm-hmm. we'd love to take the opportunity to like go into neighborhoods that we haven't had the opportunity to be in before, whether yep. it's just like seasonally or long-term. So that's kind of where our head is at with FOMO, kind of like still focusing on the same stuff, um, mm-hmm. but just trying to be, FOMO is really like a community, I think, oriented. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You can feel that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're not really looking to be in Pines and across the country or anything like that. Like for us, it's about connecting with customers locally and mm-hmm. being able to let people taste these like handmade things that we've made. Um, right. And with Sweet Tree, you know, again, hopefully we're able to kind of get back up to where we need to be um, with like distribution and making enough product to, to get into our customers' hands. Um, I was in like Maine a couple of weeks ago and they were serving Sweet Tree in Kenny Bunport. And I was like, That's, Oh, we're from, we're from Wells. That's where we're from. No I'm getting, yeah. I'm going to Wells every single, like five times. Oh, no way. Wait, Kate, we're going to have to check it out. Kenny that is too funny. I know I'm getting married in Kenny Bunkport in September. Ah, so yeah, no, I can't remember the name. It was like, off, like, um, it was like if you were driving from like Biddeford to Kennebunkport on what is that like kind of coastal road that connects? Yeah, yeah. Um, not Route One, basically. Not even. It was like inland a little bit more. Okay. Oh, okay. A little like ice cream barn place that was selling it. I was oh, like, could be a number. Yeah, I, my brain is turning. I know. We'll have to ask our mom. Ones. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome though. We'll have to yeah. go, Kate. Yeah, um, that's awesome. That's so um, funny. And that to me that I'm like, that is what sweet tree is. Yeah. It is to like be in those little local ice cream shops that like never had an all natural. Right. And now they have a great option for. And now they do. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that is what I want to say. And um, hopefully again, like a lot of the logistics because of the pandemic has made it challenging, but we have courts ready to go and be distributed hopefully by Labor Day. Um, Amazing grocery stores for people to get as well. And um, people can expect kind of, you know, the same all natural plant-based, like all those like 
clean label benefits. Um, with flavors, honestly, we're just kind of picking some of like the most favorite flavors that we've seen uh-huh. at FOMO mm-hmm. and trying to get it like efficient, clean, and like use those as inspiration for sweet tree flavors. So awesome. Well, that's great. We're looking forward to watching you grow and seeing those uh get sold in stores and maybe when we're, we're in Maine next time Kate we'll get some yeah we'll we'll do some ice cream um, we'll do some ice cream our, our parents would love that <laughs> our mom's a big ice cream fanatic so we'll I take her that. for some market research I yes love that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dina thank you so much for your time it was great chatting with you and actually just you know getting able to meet you because like I said Caitlin and I took many trips to FOMO together in the cell while we were in the South End. So it's great to learn more about your story and we really appreciate your time and can't thank you enough. Oh, yes, thank you. Guys. It was so good to meet you guys. Thanks so much. Yeah, for yeah of course. thank you. We really appreciate it. Yeah, have a great day. So now jumping in for my BFJ weekly scoop today, I, I want to be simple and just highlight a restaurant that I went to actually last night with my friend, Nicole, who we actually had previously on the podcast, Nicole Liu from Vester Cafe. Um, I've been wanting to go to Oishi for the longest time. And we finally went, she took me funny enough. It is a 30 second walk from my apartment it's so unnoticeable where it's located and I'm kind of shocked about it. Like this is a very popular spot, but maybe not. Like I feel like it should be and people don't know about it or they don't know where it's located because it's really, really hidden um, right in the South End, you know, right kind of offset from Tremont Street on that main drag there. Um, But you guys have probably seen the Oishi torched salmon, um, you know, dish that is very, very famous there and very Insta-worthy. Um, but basically, Oishi is fine sushi, fine, you know, fish, fish, sashimi. Um, wow, that's a tongue twister. Fish and sashimi. Um, you know, sake. You got this. <laughs> they have some, you know, they have some actual plates. They do, you know, ramen, squid ink noodle. But it is, you know, very, very fine, top of the line fish. Wow. I just have to say, wow, 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 wow. It was so good. First, the cocktails were delicious. They were very different. I got a mule and it was very smoky and, um, you know, had ginger beer in it, but it was, it was, it had a different flavor. It was like an elevated mule. So I was impressed by that. We ended up getting the, we got, um, you know, they have different types of sushi grades. You can get, you know, very raw or very fatty. So we ended oh, cool. up getting a, a couple of different tuna sashimis. Um, one was a lot more fatty and the other was, one was more lean. They were both amazing. We ended up getting a white fish sashimi and then a salmon sashimi melted in my mouth, butter. I can't even talk about it because I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> then we ended up getting the torch salmon. So a lot of, I posted this on my stories actually last night. For those who don't know, we're filming a little bit early. Our episodes launch Thursdays, it's Wednesday now. Um, a lot of people asked, what is that? So basically it is salmon sashimi that they drape over, you know, a, a, a dowel and it's it's served with flames underneath so you can basically cook your salmon to your liking you can take it off right away and have it raw with that smoky flavor or you can leave it on and cook it through so it's a really like interactive fun dish that's fun 
It's so good. I had one that I accidentally dropped in the fire because I'm like, I have a <laughs> classic you. And it still, it still <laughs> tasted so good because the smoke gives it this flavor. And, you know, it's garnished gorgeously with, you know, edible flowers of course, of and course. all this. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like, it is like a famous, Insta worthy aesthetic dish, but it is delicious. So we got that. Then we got two maki rolls. We did a spicy tuna roll that was incredible. The soy sauce. I don't really like sauce, but I ate I ate it as is, doused in this delicious soy sauce. It was amazing. And then we got a Wagyu beef roll. It was so interestingly done. Inside was a green. I don't know if it was um like cilantro or lettuce or like a microgreen, but then it had the Wagyu beef on the outside. Oh my God, it was spectacular. We loved that. Then we got a, a little fried chicken with rice. That was amazing. And um, had some sake. Honestly, it's a great experience. It, it is a little more pricey, but you're getting what you're paying for. So if you're looking for a date night out where you want really nice sushi, great cocktails, sake, a really chill, um, modern, relaxed environment, I would definitely recommend it there. I was so impressed. And I'm kind of like worried for myself because now that it's so close, I feel like I'm going to go there a lot. Yeah, I'd never like really heard of it till Nicole had brought it up. So I'm yeah. so glad you got to check it out. I want to go. I know. I can't you know, wait Nicole, to see- you and I have to go to go there again. Or I'll go. I'm coming again because it was so just so good. So highly recommend them. Um, again, that's in the South and Oishi, Boston. If you guys have questions on what we ordered or want recommendations, as always, just DM me. But that was like my highlight of the week going there and checking it out. So cool. I would highly recommend it. Yeah. I'm like well, thinking about it and it's like 9 a.m. And I, I'm like, <laughs> if you put that in front of me right now, I would eat it. Gladly. It. Go get it for breakfast. <laughs> Very passionate, you guys, about this. <laughs> yeah, she's. Oof. When I like a place, I like a place. That's a thing. Like I like there's a lot of places I like and I eat out all the time that I think are great. But when I really like something, and Kate knows this, it's not just with food, it's anything in life. I go, I, I am loyal and I like stick to the things I really like. This will be a place on my normal rotation for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to go next so, time I'm in that's the city. Scoop. I know you got to come visit me, Kate. And um, maybe before we go to Mexico. Oh, yeah. We'll tell we'll people talk about, about that, that on the next yeah, we'll, episode. We'll talk about that on our next episode, but we have an exciting trip coming up. We're pumped about. This is but one we of will the talk about of, that later. Being Brittany's sister. <laughs> so we'll leave you with that teaser. We'll leave you with that now. teaser. Well, anyways, everybody, <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. We hope you loved it. Don't forget to follow me at Boston Food Journal. Follow us at Side Dish Podcast. I'm a little behind on the Instagram, but I will be catching up in the next few weeks. Thank you so much for listening. And we can't wait to um, chat with you next week. Thanks, everyone. Have a good uh, have a good week. Capuas is out.